Hello there, it's Memory from Friends Abroad Relationship School. And today, again, um, we are on this um, trauma on the screen, learning about trauma on the skin screen. And today, the movie is The Perfect Man, a 2004 five film about a single mother who relocates every time she gets a heartbreak so her daughter then has to plan to devise a plan to invent a secret admirer for your mother so that your mom can be happy and they don't have to relocate so they have just um, moved to another state another place uh, because your mother had a breakup so with each breakup comes a move, a new place for this family. And um, the themes, the recurring themes in this movie are codependency on the part of the mother who is always looking for a relationship and gets into dysfunctional relationships and she doesn't take time to introspect and to reflect on her relationship with herself. And um, abandonment. Um, so she's constantly abandoned uh, or gets into relationships that don't get far most of the time and um, that are also of a probably not of a good quality. And what that does is she's got two children, Holly and was a teenager and Zoe was probably under 10. And what that does is that um, it, the children don't settle and they don't get to make friends um, or maybe commit to anything really in the society because they fear that if they get attached, they are going to then leave. So they fear abandonment. And so everything is just, you know, on the surface level, everything is superficial, which is not helpful in the long run because some people who grow up like that can either end up looking back and deciding that this was not good for them so they decide to do something completely different where they settle or they can internalize that and end up moving from one place to another and also one relationship to another because although they were moving home these people can also move from person to person because they don't feel that there's any sense of permanency anywhere. And um, there's a scene where the mother is actually indicating how desperate she is because she tells everyone that um, she wants a good man. And um, in that new area, her daughter Holly, the teenager, meets, uh, makes a friend, Amy, who is an uncle, Ben. And Ben owns a restaurant and he is very good about with um, knowing what women want. Um, so Holly finds that out and Ben gives her an idea about getting orchids for a woman. So now Holly puts her plan into action and she wants to make a mom happy and not desperate so that they can stay in this area. So 
she gets orchids for a mom and pretends that they are from a secret admirer. So Holly at school meets a guy, Adam, who draws and um, talks about his dad who is now divorced from mom and the only time that he spends time with his dad is at comic book conventions which is what Adam is now learned to do and that is the only way that he connects with his father. We can also see there another family that is struggling with abandonment issues. He is a boy that has been abandoned by his dad and the only time that he spends quality time with his dad is if they are at any comic book conventions. The good thing about it is it has given him a hobby. And so as Adam draws for Holly, he, he drew Holly, but he didn't want to accept that he it was her and that he liked her. Mom Jean has now found a job in the bakery, um, in the local bakery, and her colleagues points out something about it that she sees only her flaws, but not the flaws in the man, which is something that we tend to do when we are codependent. We can see the flaws in ourselves, but we don't notice flaws in the relationship, the red flags in the relationship. So at the bakery, um, she met Lenny, um, who was the bread manager, and um, he really liked her. When she received the orchids, she assumed that they had come from Lenny, and um, they then at some point start going out on dates. The first time that they go out, Lenny also tries to impress the children. He tries a bit too hard to impress the children by giving them money to go out. And Holly is not impressed because she's got a perfect man in mind. She doesn't think that um, Lenny is the best man for a mom. So already she's playing matchmaker, although she does see a mom's behavior, but you would think that a mom is the best person to choose who's best for her. And so what happens is Holly plots to derail Lenny um, and she starts sending mail to her mom and presents with presents that her mom likes so that her mom would really like this secret admirer. And this is something that can happen a lot even in our lives and friendships. We can have people who can try to derail our relationships, either because they are jealous of us getting into a relationship or they think that there is somebody better for us out there that they want us to connect with. Mom becomes really happy and she is in a romantic mood 
and she is now happier around her children, which is what Holly wanted. Holly goes on to create an email um, address with a Ben in it because she was inspired by Amy's uncle and she starts to communicate with her mother as if she is this and as if she's the secret admirer and her mom you can notice that she is falling in love already online which is this modern phenomenon where people fall in love with someone they have not yet met and that can be very dangerous because that's just falling in love with potential, idealizing somebody, and then you meet them and you don't know how things are going to turn out. You, you know, it's important to be careful about that, about falling in love with someone that you have not yet met. And this mother had already fallen in love. And one day mom was going to a party um, at Ben's restaurant and Holly found out and so they tried to stop mom from going to Ben's restaurant to avoid both of them meeting. So Holly had to devise a plan to go to Ben's house and finds out and she found out that Ben had similar interests to her mom. Kitchen, you know, and uh, crosswords and then she was trying to ask him about the moon when um, the manager at the bar called mom, sorry, called Ben to uh, to come to attend some problem at the at the restaurant, and again Holly tried to stop him from going. And these are things that can actually happen in real life where people can try to sabotage um, people's relationships or situations so that people do not meet. Teenagers tend to do that quite a lot. And so Amy and Holly have to create a distraction to stop Jean uh, and Ben from meeting at his restaurant. And um, in the restaurant, you can see that the manager is also flirting with the man in there um, who had come to for, for free drinks from the distraction that Amy had created. And so in the end, uh, Jean and Ben didn't really meet because there was chaos at the restaurant. Adam um, is now requested by Holly to act as Ben and break up with Jean because she can see now that things are going to, to, to are getting to a head. Things are really at a stage where she needs to make the next step or to create the next step or a level but she's not able to do that. So she asks, um, Holly asks Adam to phone her home and talk to her mom as Ben and break up with her. And when Adam is on the phone, he looks at Holly's photo in front of him on the computer and he's talking to Jean but in his head, he's talking to Holly. And in the end, what happened was that he actually didn't do what they had, what Holly wanted him to do, although he didn't want to do it in the first place, but he didn't do it because he actually was looking at Holly's photo and he felt that he loved Holly. And meanwhile, Jean 
was crying tears of joy because she was glad that she was now talking to Ben on the phone. And this is important in the modern world, again, to be aware of scammers online. We've got people who can pretend. Although when someone talks on the phone, it can look realistic, but also be worried that there are people who are like, there are Adams out there who can pretend to be Ben's. There are people like that. And then um, when Holly met Adam, she tried to find out why he did what he did and didn't break up with his mom. And he told her that he was distracted by her and he kissed her. In the end, Holly had to tell her mother the truth. Um, and before she did that, she, Lenny was proposing to Jean and Jean wanted to reflect on the proposal because she was not in love with Lenny, but she wanted a relationship. She wanted to settle down. Jean was really desperate for a relationship. She thought that a relationship would make her happy. She thought that being with someone would make a massive difference in her life, in her happiness and inner peace. Lenny proposed and was really dramatic about it. And we know everyone loves a romantic and people thought, oh my God, marry him, accept the proposal. But um, Jean said she would think about it. She's also beginning to realize now that Ben is only an idea and she's not comfortable to be alone. And she just wants someone in her life. So she considers this, um, this proposal. So Holly is still on a plot because her mom and Ben have not yet broken up. So because Lenny has proposed, she doesn't want him to marry her mother. So what does she do? She creates a f date between Jean and Ben. She takes the phone and fakes a, a, a Ben secretary on the phone and calls her mom and arranges a meet between her mom and Ben the following day. So desperate for your mom and Ben to meet, she goes to look for Ben the following day and finds out that Ben has gone to Amber's wedding. And she hadn't really paid attention to the relationship between Ben and Amber. And she goes to the chapel and she creates chaos there, trying to break up uh, Ben and amber um by telling ben that the best person for him is her mother and then she finds out that actually ben is only a caterer for amber and again this is the same thing we keep talking about we can find this in friendships we can find this in um in families where people will try
to sabotage other people's relationships. They will go to great lengths to try and disrupt someone's relationship. People will do that. And then she goes to where her mom is waiting now for Ben because Ben is not obviously coming to where his mother, her mother is waiting. She has given him the emails that were exchanged between her as Ben and her mother. And she wants Ben to look at those to understand that her mother and him and him are a good match. When she goes to talk to your mom, she tells her the truth that she's the one who created the fake Ben because she wanted her mother to be happy. And she also went on to tell her mom what was actually on her mind, that her mother never listens to her and that they wanted their mother to know she was worthy. She doesn't need a man. She is perfect as she is. And that is very important to know in life that people do not necessarily need romantic relationships. We don't need them, but they are a good idea if they are healthy. You can get into a relationship. It's a fantastic idea and it's great to actually get into one but you you've got to um you've got to be in a healthy relationship you've got to that in order to be in a relationship with somebody it needs Deborah, I, I, I think would you mute your, your um thing for a while please um, and I, I and I and I would love I'll just conclude and then I'll ask you to um to chip in. So then what happens is little Zoe is caught in all this without actually noticing much, although she has also not joined the spelling competition because she anticipates that he won't be around for her to attend this competition. And at the same time, when Zoe, when Holly and mom, Jean, shared the situation about the secret admirer, Holly then proceeds to talk to Adam and then decides that she wants to leave the area. She's now adopted her mom's attitude. So she is now a runner. She's deciding that things are not working out. She wants to leave town. And her mom obliges and they prepare to move elsewhere. And moving is now Holly's way of coping with failures or with difficulties. So whilst they are about to move and preparing, Adam brings the drawing and asks Jean to give it to, to Holly and asks her to ask Holly to see the other side, a higher perspective. And then because of this drawing, mom sits down and realizes the damage that she has caused to her children. So she decides 
to change things around, to intervene and change patterns. She realizes that she ends things to avoid herself, to avoid people she loves, and to avoid life. She decides to try to get to know people so her children can be better at stability than her. She decides to create a new example. And in the end, they settle in the area, they decide not to move, and Zoe participates in the spelling competition, mom wins a baking competition, Zoe plans to decorate a room because it's now a home. And um, because there's a sense of stability now, rather than this habit of moving from one place to another, which children can end up internalizing. So that is the movie. And those are the lessons. I've got Deborah, who's just joining, joined me. Thank you for joining, Deborah. What did you think about this? What lessons did you learn from this relationship in terms of childhood trauma and relationships? Um, I have related this movie like uh, Jean, the mom, is clearly like a codependent, like she's <laughs> like blind to her children's needs. She's so concentrated, so, so desperate. She doesn't even notice what, what is going around her. And she's so desperate that she's just like willing to settle with any guy that is giving her attention. Doesn't like, you can see when she goes like on the first guy, like you can tell that she's gonna have fun. Yet when she goes home, she says, Oh, I had a nice first. No, she hated it. But we just wanted to convince herself that she was And, uh, I can like uh, a in that because myself as well. Deborah, so sorry, you are breaking up. Is, is, yeah, you are breaking up, sort of. So I don't know whether it's whether you've got earphones or I don't know what what, what you thought. Maybe it's the connection. But I was saying, like uh, even me in the past, I will always think that moving. Road to make happy. I will always tell myself, you know, if you live there, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna just like making excuses, like thinking, like oh, you know, if I will move there, just attaching my peace, but it's wrong. You can go anywhere in the place, but if you feel empty, empty, all of you. Okay. Yeah, you are breaking up. I don't know if you can, whether you, there's a closeness that you can, that you can create with your device um, and maybe try again because you, you are breaking up. We can't hear some words from you sometimes. Can you hear me now better? Yes, yes. Yeah, so I was going to say, like, uh, Jean, she attaches her happiness to a place, but it's wrong because you can be anywhere but if you're miserable, if you're not happy with who you are, your unhappiness is gonna follow you. And I've I've been guilty of that in the past as well. I always thought that you know moving somewhere else, going somewhere else, was gonna make me happier. But that never happened. Yeah, that is so true. Because sometimes we feel that um, when we change 
places physically when we go somewhere something can improve or maybe when we change people in our lives something can improve but actually it is us who need to improve ourselves and this is the theme that we run with in friends abroad to say that people need to work on themselves on themselves people need to focus on self love people need to identify their codependent patterns people need to apply reframes people need to do role reversal during system people need to look into the dichotomy of control because yeah. because then you know it is helpful when we look within so that we are not focusing on what other people are doing or are doing wrong what yeah. then happens is when we do that when we focus on ourselves it's easy for us to stand in our worthiness in our self love to be anchored in self love and operate from that place whether we apply boundaries whether we apply our values whatever we do we operate from that place of empowerment isn't it yeah yeah it was really good i i saw a lot of myself in there like how i behave in the past and i was like wow i mean she acted pretty desperate she was desperate for a man that is so true and in the end when ben came to look for her um you know this uh, perfect man, man that had been created initially she actually said i am okay on my own um yeah. you know because she was now yeah so yeah but she was beginning to introspect she had realized actually that she was just chasing things outside herself instead of chasing happiness from within to just be in the moment and spend time with her children and spend time with herself and then if anything comes it comes there was no break for her it's you can imagine that she had just come into the town and already she was seeing like, for like a man's date yes yes and and also in a speech you can hear that it was men that she was focused on and as you said as you said the <laughs> priorities were really mixed up and we find that quite a lot with with many of us where our focus is on a man on a woman i i want a relationship but someone has got children around them and they are not thinking that these children are actually affected by this attitude where is this leaving them if you are constantly focused on looking for a relationship because obviously you are not in that great mind space where you can focus on your child if you are really desperately looking for a relationship we are not saying people need not look for a relationship but there are healthy ways of doing it yeah she's desperate and she wasn't noticing like what was going around herself and her children as well yes and, and there's actually a statement that she used that the clock about about the clock ticking because she yeah. was thinking that because she's getting older wow yeah she was getting older and so she has to have a relationship with a man which yeah. is a misconception that we have in society that we need a relationship uh, because we are getting older so we it's, it's it's an important 
part of 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 our of our of our life that we have to have a romantic relationship yeah. and again it, it's, i feel all the time when people told me oh you're 40 you don't have a man you're not you're single you don't have kids or something so i feel like really pressure and i was like okay is there something wrong with me it's like like oh but you're getting old don't you feel like alone or something it's just like <laughs> i had once a friend of mine that told me oh i had kids and he told me what are you gonna do when you're old then i was like what do you mean <laughs> like you don't have any kids and i was like well you don't have kids because one day they're gonna look after you you know they're gonna go and they're gonna make lives or something and i was like i mean i don't expect you know even if i have kids my you know kids to be stuck with me or like look after me or just have them because they have to keep me company no no that's not the point of having children yeah that is not the point of having children and this is the problem because society looks at things like that like you are saying people come to you uh, with such comments and you feel pressured to um to, to you know to to to, to conform to, to become like everyone else, to, to get married and have kids. And in the end, what happens is that you end up in any relationship, a relationship that is not good for you, a relationship yeah. that is not for you, but yeah. for society. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not your relationship anymore, is it? If it makes you unhappy, it's a relationship for society, for you to show up as um, with a status in a relationship or marriage. Yeah, just to say that I'm just like everybody else, that I have a partner, you know, that I'm 40 and I'm supposed to have a partner, I'm supposed to have kids. Okay, thank you so much. So what do you think, in conclusion, um, a, a woman like uh, Jean, what do you think she, she, she needs to do if you come across a woman like Jean in, in a situation? Well, I will tell her to stop thinking about men her life more and put herself first and her children first okay so things like she needs to learn emotional intelligence yeah to get to know herself a bit more emotional awareness to learn self-regulation and self-control so that she doesn't get herself in any of these situations and, just and also she's gonna get in the relationship is because it's the right things to do not because she's desperate not out of desperation. That is true. And self-love, love yourself yeah. and, and develop empathy um, and also social skills so that she, she, she knows what she understands, what she's doing and what might be causing her problems and she can communicate in a way that is effective to create healthy relationships. Yes. And also, you know, in the process of that emotional intelligence, as she learns to love herself, she also uh, assesses her character and she becomes the person that she wants to date. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just to go. I have to go. Yeah, me too. People here, mm -hmm. but very much. It was a really great movie. I saw a lot of myself in that and I learned so much. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you for coming. And, um, Thank you. I will see you soon. We'll catch up again. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Yeah. And thank you everyone for watching. Remember quality life before relationships. And if you want more resources to heal your inner child, to learn self-regulation tools, um, and also to learn to relate with others, join
Friends Abroad Relationship School for Women on a Mission and also Men on Board, a Journey to Authenticity. I will see you 